Hi, everyone. Welcome to Frontier Faith, a podcast where it's okay not to know, not to know what you believe or why you believe it. This podcast is a place where you can explore what you do and what you don't know. And really, it's about uh, the process or the journey. I know we're so sick of that word, but the process of uh, discovering who God is and who we are with him. Uh, My name is Nathan Whitaker. My name is Ryan Harris. And today we're going to be talking about the podcast. This is our meta episode. (laughs) And we're going to talk about what we've learned because the frontier is a process of, uh, well, it's an experiment. It is a process of learning what works and what doesn't for us and for others. And this podcast was started purely as an experiment. In fact, Ryan and I said, well, if we're going to, do this at all we just have to be happy doing it rather than having anybody listen and if people start to listen all the better but it's just going to be an experiment of how we think through theology and think through different ideas and 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 i don't know what episode number on but it has been a year we started this at the beginning of june last year right yeah yeah so uh wow (laughs) this has been a weird year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to say the least. Uh, been pants on fire crazy, but, um, yep. you know, uh, yeah. So here we are a year later. And so that's, we just wanted to reflect a little bit, kind of some things we've noticed or learned. And I don't know if we're going to talk about, you know, where we're going from here, but maybe stay tuned. You'll see. Cause, uh, yeah, we don't plan things really. So, you know, <laughs> well, and we think it might be helpful because, this year has been so crazy and people have joined us on this journey and they're, they're doing their own thing. You're doing your own thing as you listen to this. And we're hoping that maybe uh, some of what we discover about ourselves and what we're um, discovering on the frontier, you will also be able to speak into. So Ryan, what, if you were to say like your first, uh, first reaction What's your first reaction to what this experience has been like for you? My first reaction, gee, I don't know. I think honestly, my first the first thing that comes to mind is that um, I think that we have come a long way just in terms of making a podcast. Um, not that our first few episodes were like terrible, because I think we said some things that were well helpful to us. And I, I think maybe some other people too, but I just, we've, figured out more of not just, I mean, partly the the mechanics of like what, we, what we're doing and how to do it. I think we've just gotten a better idea of that. But also I think it has begun to take on more of the identity of, um, you know, being however large or small it ends up being more of a community project for ourselves, but for others, you know. Um, uh, so hopefully the frontier is certainly a metaphor, but that there is, it's not just you and me that are on it. Um, Mm -hmm. and anyway, so I don't know how I got there from, we've gotten a little better at podcasting, but, uh, it's kind of that. Well, I think it was because the first, I mean, the first episodes were one third of the whole topic. That's true. We We were long winded about the Bible. We were very long winded and we really wanted to, you know, explore that on our own. Um, and that was part of the experiment, which was what is the actual structure of the, the episode, but also what are we actually trying to communicate Mm -hmm. and explore on our own? And as we've gone on, not only have we figured out that, uh, I don't know, there was like this cathartic release, I think at the beginning, part of it was Mm -hmm. that, but part of it was also, um, as we've moved on is learning that we can capture what we're trying to say much more, well, with brevity, of course, but also much more impactful. You guys can't see my face, but you should see the face I made when he said, when he said uh, brevity. <laughs> but your point is, is, is well taken all the same of like, yes, we're loquacious, uh, fellows, but in terms of what we're trying to do in each episode, and I think overall, I think we've gotten, um, hopefully, I think, I think we've gotten better at, um, not just, not even just like getting to the point, but kind of illustrating how, um, what things might look different and how they might look different. 
And I mean, I think part of that too is at least for me, I think probably for you, but you can say if I'm wrong, but for me, part of that is because I've become more comfortable with some of the stuff I was really wrestling with at the, like the Bible, for example. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Bible still makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> but um, some of the things that we were really wrestling with, with that about how scripture works and inerrancy and all those kind of things. Um, a lot of the shifts I've made about that were pretty titanic in terms of how big they are from where I came from. And so I think I've just become more comfortable with that than I was at the beginning. Um, and not just the Bible. I think a lot of the things we wrestled with at the beginning, um, at least until I'm not again, but then we'll just do the Bible part six or whatever we'd be on. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, there's a part of that, but it's also more for me being comfortable talking about it. Like I'm comfortable thinking about just about everything. Um, because for me, everything's a playground and seeing if it's a, a good thought or a bad thought. Um, but talking about it has been another experience entirely um, because I'm very bad at reading if it's okay to say certain things or this, that, or the other. And what's been kind of neat for my own journey is at the beginning, I was very nervous and we, I, we tried to like package it in such a way where we'd be okay no matter what we said because it's just part of our journey and this, that, and the other. And now that's still true. Like, you know, I'm not going to, I, I'm still resistant, let's say, to defining where I am as an absolute, of course, but I am also a bit more sure in some of those uncertainties than I was when we started this, like, yeah. like you were saying. I think, I think we both, maybe you were more comfortable than I was always, but I, I, I think we both become more comfortable with, yeah, I don't know. And, and kind of saying like, you know, it's okay not to know. I know we've said that the whole time, but I think it's taken time yeah. for me to actually mean it for myself. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've meant it for everybody else, <laughs> but it's been, it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I've been sincere, but it's been, it's been a, you know, I think we really have been on the same journey as we've been hoping that others are on. Um, and I don't even know that we've been like leading people on the journey as much as being with them right because i think we all have some different paths like different things that have affected us more than others and you know backgrounds are different and hurts and wounds are different and all this kind of stuff but it feels to me especially at this point looking back like we've been on the journey with other people rather than leading them on it uh, that's what it feels like to me anyway I think that's fair. I mean, I'd be interested to hear from people who listen that aren't the hosts, but um, well, it, you know, it does seem like that's what we're striving to do is not telling anybody. And, and, you know, we're not perfect at that. I'm sure sometimes people hear us and it feels like we're trying to shame a certain way of thinking or we're telling them they're wrong um, outside of some absolutes for us in terms of, you know, do har no harm to others or this kind Don't of thing. Republican. Gen <laughs> generally, <laughs> see you fucked up my point. <laughs> uh, generally, um, we're not going to be too judgmental no. about anything because we're just exploring. We're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And um, I think the way that I've always, or not always, but at least recently, conceptualized in my own mind are podcast is the two of us are having a conversation and and people are joining us even though we don't know they're joining us. They're just part of that shaking their heads listening and you know and as a, the last what six months have shown sometimes we invite those people to actually talk with us on the podcast as well and i've actually uh, been able to meet a few of them in person through a, a random happenstance of events um my uh my sister-in-law told some of her friends about the podcast and they come from a not the same background as me but a similar one and and i was in seattle recently and i actually got to meet them and and we got to talk about just our stories a little bit and also we went to this really fantastic restaurant that's like my favorite i wish i lived there um how many hawaiian restaurants do you have you been to I was going to yeah. ask what, what kind of It's like of food. a Hawaiian fusion thing. It's fantastic. Anyway, uh, it's weird, but it's delicious. Um, but anyways, that was, I got a, diverted there. But um, my point was, it's been nice to get to interact with people some. And I know we've been talking about finding ways to do that more. And we're working on it. I promise we didn't forget. Uh, but 
it's been nice to see that start to happen. Um, yeah, because I, I think one of the things that's that I have wished we had more of, and we're like I said, we're trying to figure out how to foster it and, and do this. Is I like I want to learn more from other people's journeys too, you know, mm-hmm. and the the pieces that we've had of that, or when someone came on the show that told whether it was my brother or Bobby or Matt or Sarah or whoever it was. I felt like I learned so much from mm-hmm. the stories that they told, um, some of which was very similar to my experience and some of which was diametrically different <laughs> than mine. But at the same time, it's been it's been very instructive and helpful for me. Yeah, I, I found it much more. I wouldn't say much more. I found it very interesting to hear from other people, to learn from them, to experience their stories a bit. And, you know, one of the things that this podcast has done for me that I didn't expect was having learned a desire or learned ways to pursue the desire of giving permission, if you will, um, but also, but more importantly, because that's got power structures that I'm not terribly thrilled with, but just encouraging those stories and telling them that, there are people who are interested and share those kinds of stories as well. Yeah, and and maybe it's more of like a creating a permission structure, not that we're giving permission, but like yeah. um, the idea that's come up a lot when we've interacted with others, either in person or on the show when they've been on, is that like, you're not crazy. We're not crazy. Like a lot of these things that like, you know, we've made some pretty big changes from where we were raised or what we were taught in Bible college or seminary. And, you know, there's this tendency to be like, I've lost it, right? Because I'm like on the other side of some pretty big things of the people that I used to go to for spiritual counsel or whatever. And it's been very helpful for me. And I think I've heard from some others to to hear, no, I'm not crazy. (laughs) You know, I'm not the only one who says, hey, wait a minute about whatever it is. Um, That's been very helpful too. Uh, It really emphasizes the not only not being alone, but that maybe I've not been seduced by Satan away from the, the true faith, you know, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Well, to speak God's love into that is really mm-hmm. important for me as well. Say, hey, it really doesn't matter where you are in your journey or where you are in your life. God still loves you. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing that's going to take you away from that. Um, you know, somebody said that once and we forget that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Who said that? And we always, we always put like this little caveat, except for this, uh-huh. right? Well, we don't, and, we may or may not say it, but we all have one or many. Right. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's sex Usually. in America, yeah. but, um, and, and just leaning into that has been also very encouraging for, for my conversations with other people mm-hmm. is like, Hey, you don't have to be anything or anybody other than yourself and how you got to be who you are. And I'm cool with that. I might not agree with something that you say, but who cares what I think? Right. It's it's your journey, it's your process, it's your relationship, your faith, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm much more interested in speaking God's love into that whenever I can. Um, if I'm given that chance, if I'm not, then simply just to listen, as we've been saying, and and enjoy the experience of hearing that story. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd be interested. So uh, the other thing that came to my mind, and I'd be interested to hear how uh, this has played out for you. If well, I'm not going to say if it has, because I'm pretty sure it has. But um, <laughs> this has also really affected me in the work that I do, um, in terms of like professionally. I mean, so as a, as a chaplain. Um, not that I tell people about our podcast cause I don't, um, when I'm working, but that spaciousness or permission structure or my solidarity, the right word, I don't know, being on a journey together with others, you know, you're not crazy, that kind of stuff. I have said variations of those things, um, and, and tried to gear my ministry in that kind of ethos isn't the right word. What's the word I want? But that approach to ministry to people, in my case, who are dying. And it's been it's been very liberating for me in the sense of I don't worry about a lot of the things I would have if I'd done this job six years ago, you know. But also I've seen how 
not that I do everything right, but like being open in that way to what God is doing rather than my own agendas for, you know, getting them saved or whatever it would be. It's been, I think it's been really helpful to the the patients and their families. Um, like it's been part of like my journey on the frontier has, I think, helped as I've in some small ways walked with other people on their journeys at maybe the end of that. Um, but yes, yeah, so I don't know. Ha- has it affected uh, or how, maybe I should say, how has it, have you seen it show up in your, in your ministry too? Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, There's like a couple ways that I can think about it is one that was very powerful was this lady uh, in my congregation. She really felt like animated through a lot of the preaching that I was doing and teaching. And she was like, hey, I just want to go love some people and show them that they're loved no matter what. And she knew where you could do that. And we, this was before COVID canceled it. And I've shared this story before, but there was a gay pride, uh, March or something event downtown. And she really, she asked me in this like way that was really bold yet really timid, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, Hey, um, what if we went down there? What if I went down there and wore this shirt that said, God loves you no matter what, which is something that I reinforce all the time at at church. And I said, yeah, what do you need from me? Mm -hmm. And she said, will you go with me? And I said, absolutely. I'd go with it. Does my rainbow heart good. (laughs) (laughs) But we, unfortunately we couldn't because COVID COVID canceled that one, which was really shitty. Um, But it was one of those moments where it was like, if I just give somebody room, to explore what God's love really means for them as they give that. Cause she's one of those people you've met him. She loves to give love mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. That, that's just who she is. And to, to like handcuff her from certain people is actually kind of painful mm-hmm. to say, you can't love these, these people, whoever quote unquote, these people are that hurts her. And for me to say, Hey, not only can you do that, but I'll join you. That was a real big moment for her and an impact of this podcast because it's like, <laughs> what's the worst that's going to happen? I mean, the worst that's going to happen are the the assholes on this side of eternity. I'm not worried about the other side mm-hmm. uh, where God is going to say, hey, why are you telling people that they're loved by yeah, me? How dare you say that I gay? love how people? Dare you? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? To hell you go, you know? Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, I mean, uh, that's a very clear moment for me. There are others where I've seen it, like um, people beg me. Uh, this is something I have to routinely tell people, and I have to be very careful. People beg me to take power. They don't think that they're asking me to do that or begging me, but they they almost literally beg me to tell them what to do with their lives or this. And uh, as one of my friends who listens to this would say, um, I'm kind of an asshole and I don't care what you fucking do with your I, life. Um, so you say that a lot. I don't think you're an asshole. Always. I think it's more <laughs> the idea of like, I don't know, not just for you, but I don't know what I'm doing with my life, let alone yours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I'd say I got my own problems. Yeah. You do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it gives room for that so that I don't have to fulfill some sort of role of what it means to be a powerful pastor and, so, yeah, I've seen definite, I don't know if that answered the question, to be honest, but that's kind of where my mind went as you were talking. Yeah, no, it did. It um, it definitely did. I, I think I've, it's been not just interesting, but it's been very rewarding to see um, how God is working in all aspects of this. You know, I mean, like you said at the beginning, we weren't sure if anybody was even going to listen to it at all. But we said, well, we're going to do it anyway because it's really going to help us. And I think it has. I mean, mm-hmm. and then also it seems like it's helped some other people too. And it's just been neat to see the outflow of that either in our own ministries or in the in the lives of other people. So I'm curious, um, what has changed for you in your perspective of things as a result of this podcast? Like... I'll answer to give an idea. Um, For me, a big change 
hasn't, I used to think, how do I fit in my church body? I used to think that a lot, like, especially after doctorate work or during, hopefully it'll be after Mm -hmm. soon. (laughs) During doctorate work, I was like, how how do I fit in here? Because I don't fit in the conservative side as much, nor do I fit in the liberal side as much. I'm kind of like this weird in-betweener that, um, depending on what kind of belief we're talking about, I could, I could fulfill either side. And it gave me some anxiety. Like that's part of the beginning of this podcast of being careful. It was because I wasn't sure um, if I said the wrong thing, if I'd be kicked out of my church body or this side or the other. I think one of the big perspective changes has been like, um, instead of trying to figure out where I fit into the uh, church body, I try to figure out, I'm trying to figure out now, how does it fit into my life, hmm. which is a kind of a switcheroo. Wow, I can't believe I just said switcheroo. I mean, it's not wrong. It is a switcheroo. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm I'm really starting to think not, you know, not about leaving it or anything like that, but I think it speaks to change a perspective of my relationship to my heritage, to my church body that I'm a part of, to the power structures within that church body. I'm really just not as which makes my heart warm as a contrarian. I'm not as beholden to that stuff as I used to be. Um, doesn't mean it's not going to be scary or painful if anything would ever happen, but I, I'm just not as concerned about that as I used to be. What perspective has changed for you? I think part of the, I sort of hinted at this earlier, but part of the reason I started saying that it's okay. It will be okay. God will take care of us at the end of ep- at the end of every episode. Uh, part mm-hmm. of that started because I think I was trying to convince myself. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I meant it. I did. But it, it's right. it's easy for me to. It's it's often or usually been easy for me to believe that about others and hard for myself. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> right. God will take care of all of you, and I don't care what you've done. God loves you. It's fine. And I'll be the one in right. Hell like I don't even believe myself. in hell anymore, but I might be going there. You know, this this kind of idea. Um, (laughs) And I won't say that uh, I'm cured, right? I'm not saying that, like, I have put that to rest necessarily. But I do think that as, and not just because I say those words, but I think as I've walked through, I mean, certainly the podcast, but everything else that's been going on, I've become more convinced that that is not just true for others, but true for me. Um, partly because I see God uh, showing me that in lots of ways. You know, I, I, it's been a, it's been a very transitory and difficult time in terms of feeling kind of theologically homeless a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a good church that I'm at and I've had a few good pastors. I still do um, that have helped, but even there, it's not the kind of church I grew up in and then COVID happened. And so it's been hard to be as connected as I would have liked and and all this stuff. And so I think it, even so I've, it's helped me see ways in which God has been working and giving me more of that safety or security that I've not had for most of my life. Um, it's still a work in progress and may always be to some extent, but I recognize I've come a long way. And I do think that the podcast, while not the central part or the only part has been, I think has been a big part of that for me. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love to see the growth that, and, and what's weird is we, we started talking about how, um, how giving permission structures, Mm -hmm has been helpful and turns out I needed one too. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine we, all, we all do in some way or another. It just looks like, you know, your journey has been different than mine. Um, you, it's interesting. Like I remember we had that episode about death anxiety, you know, and that's been a huge mm-hmm. struggle for you and the way you've experienced it has never been an issue for me. Um, and at the same time, as we told those stories and then I told my story and there's still, a lot of similarities, even though they're also very different. And so I think, and then with the stories of the people we've had on the podcast or that we've met or talked to by email or whatever we've done, um, it's been a similar experience of seeing God 
show us how we are all unique and different. And at the same time, we're all also similar. Um, that's mm -hmm. been very helpful for, for me. And I think hopefully I think for others too. Yeah. So your perspective on yourself has shifted. Mm -hmm. I like, yeah, that. I mean, I think um, it has, I, I mean, therapy helps too, but, yeah, <laughs> but right. I do think this has been part of it. Um, I think that I have never been able to really explore, right? Because orth I had to stay within Orthodox theology in the sense of right theology, not the Orthodox church. Um, because I don't, they, they wouldn't take me, but, um, and I wouldn't go, but anyway, uh, <laughs> Um, the three hour long service well, is kind of, yeah, it's, that's it's rough. My, it's rough. But anyway, rough. um, if you're an Orthodox Christian, God love you. It's great. Not a criticism. Anyway, where did I get, where was I going before I derailed myself with the joke? You had to be Orthodox. So oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think I've ever really been, had really been able to explore, um, even just in like my mind, let alone changing things about my life. But I think that uh, permission structures and like safe environments to do that in has been something that's come more lately in my life rather than been there all the time. And so I think this has a lot of ways. I think this has been an expression of that or an outflow of that, um, which I hope and think it has transferred somewhat to other people, like we've said. Yeah. It what like sprung to my mind is I think it's new to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think at least that can be true is, is hearing how it's new to you is through and to uh, both, both of us in this podcast and how we're kind of clumsily trying to figure it mm -hmm. out as we go. Yeah. Um, and to have some normalcy applied to that in terms of its value is like, Hey, um, that's cool. You, you don't have to, have the right decision. That's kind of crazy. In fact, um, I think that's been the most helpful around that because it almost feels like when it comes to theology and this kind of talking, we're, we're freshmen in college. Nice. Like we've had the basics of what, what, what it's like. And if we've had those experiences that are good or those that are bad, and now we're going to college, uh, at least that feeling of, hey, now we get to explore and see what's out there. Um, I wish it actually happened when we were in college instead <laughs> Imagine of... Imagine that, right? Um, after we get through our doctorate <laughs> classroom work, yeah. at least. Okay, so shifting gears a bit, I, I have a question for you, and I will answer it first, just like you did. Um, wondering what's been the most challenging for you um, and I think you can answer that however you want. The thing that's that sprung to my mind is one of the most challenging things for me in doing this has been um, it's been what's been so good about it has also been the most challenging. And what I mean by that is the fact that uh, or discovering that so many other people are on similar journeys and finding that we're journeying together and exploring together on a frontier has been life-giving. And it's also been deeply depressing in so much as the fact that it's necessary for so many of us because we've never had it before. Um, the fact that so many of us grew up in situations where we couldn't do that, um, where where we were uh, wounded and hurt by people and spiritual authority over us when we even thought about it, you know. Um, mm -hmm. the fact that there are so many podcasts like uh, ours and the fact that I meet people who, um, you know, like the fact that people resonate so deeply with what we're saying is wonderful. That's why we're doing it. But it's also really hard to accept because the fact that there's a need for it is really hard to, um, I mean, it sucks, right? That part of it yeah. sucks. Does that make sense? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd agree. Like. It breaks my heart every time I say something that I think is right and needed to be heard. And people say, yeah, damn right. Yeah. You're like, wait a second. No, uh, I'm trying to reach a small percentage of you who haven't heard yeah. this. And it turns out it's a great deal of us. Yeah, it, I, I don't want to sound corny or trite here, but it really hurts my heart that people resonate so strongly with me saying, no, if you're a Christian, you really have to love everybody. 
the fact that that is something that we have to yell about, (laughs) you know, like that's hard to, that's hard to take. It's hard to accept. Um, Like things have really gone off the rails. And while it's important to um, acknowledge and admit that because you have to, I think, to be able to heal and go forward, it's also hard to admit because it's not just that there's a safety in that, even if it's not great, but it's, I mean, it's admitting that there's been a death of sorts or maybe not of sorts, you know, and I'm not, I can't declare in my case, evangelicalism dead. That's not necessarily what I mean. What I do mean is for me, the one, like, I don't recognize the one that exists today and I don't see a lot of good in it overall. I'm not saying there's none, but it's hard to see. And I hear that from a lot of other people. And that's both been freeing and helpful and healing and also really sad, very sad because, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like your house burned down and maybe you end up in one that's better or something or however you want to use that metaphor, but your house is still burned down. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's, it's kind of like that idea of, hey, it's good to suffer with other people, but wouldn't it be better if we didn't suffer at all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, we're going to suffer in life, but that doesn't mean we should, we don't have to seek it out. We don't need extra yeah, because right. it's going to show up anyway. Right. And, yeah. and the, I know it doesn't work this way, but we like to think that church is not the place we should. It's not that we, we shouldn't suffer if we're in church, but it's hard to accept the fact that a lot of us suffer because we're in church or we're in churches. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's tough. That's been really difficult. Yeah. I think if I were to take a little bit of a different spin, um, cause you said I could answer it however I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it's what, so a new question has constantly occurred to me in relationship to that. Actually, it's that, that same recognition that, um, we're hurting as a church or rather the church is hurting us or people within the church, however you want to phrase that. Um, and I've been starting to ask myself, like, what is the church? Mm. I know we had that conversation really early on and it'd be interesting to go back and listen to that. I won't. Cause I feel weird. like we more said what the church wasn't, but I don't remember, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> But I'm asking myself that because I wonder like very much if the church model of a congregation is just done Mm -hmm. Uh, that like for me, that's the, that's the sadness or the, what this podcast has brought about because it just seems like all the structures that we're fighting against, or rather let's say it more productively, the structures we're trying to create permission, um, exploration, they don't fit into the church structures that I'm familiar with. Um, They don't fit within that. And it's making me really wonder. And so if I were to put an emotion to it, I'm actually kind of afraid, like what's the future going to look like? Um, And that's been a, that's been a big challenge Um, because I don't know, is, is the church really going to be just like kind of early days church? Is that because, you know, you go to places that you're familiar with Mm -hmm. in the early church, there was no real congregation in the traditional sense of the word, or at least in our our sense of the word. Yeah. Instead, it was just a gathering of people that met in somebody's house and had Lord's supper. And that was it. Is that where we're going? I don't know. Is it looking more like, um, schools, Mm -hmm schools might be a place. Um, but you know, then the school system is kind of, well, the parochial school system is having its own struggles because of all the shit they decide to fight about when they don't need to. Mm -hmm. And, and in the same, very, very same structure. So I don't know. That's like, I, I do feel the sadness. I think when I let myself, um, think even further about that, it starts to get into fear about, okay, well, what's that really mean for us? Is it, and we kind of talked about that when we talked about our project for this season, are we going to create a new church? Is that what we're trying to do? Are we trying to get a conglomeration of people and 
change the church that we see right now? Is it something different than that? Well, that's that's the scary thing. That's the challenge that this podcast has brought about for me. So as we close thinking about this year, what haven't we talked about that you want to talk about? Mm. Uh, like if you could talk about anything tomorrow, what would be some of the things that we should talk about? I think one of the things that we have sort of talked about, but not in the specific way I'd like to, and that's partly because neither of us have done the, I think, requisite, not necessarily research, but we don't know enough to do it well, and neither of us have really engaged to do that. And I don't mean that to like shame on us. I just mean it's not had, it's just been tough. So I'd really like, we, we start, we talked about gender somewhat, it, certainly in our episode about masculinity. But I think there's a lot um, that could be talked about and discussed as far as what, not not what is gender in the sense of I'm going to give you a definition, but more of the, like, it comes up a lot for in the for Christians about like, well, the Bible says this about gender, or I believe this about gender. And most of us don't know a shit of what we're talking about. And so it's not that we need to be experts first, but we've wanted to be careful about how we do it. And, and, you know, knowing some background as two cisgendered dudes, you know, um, Mm -hmm. but I really think it would be helpful to, to look in or to talk about that some, just because a lot of people are being hurt by not, not yours and my ignorance specifically, but um, in the church as a whole. And that's how we get to like, and not just trans issues, but that's a great example, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. many people have opinions on that and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. So, you know, it would be, it'd be good to talk about that at some point. Um, And recognizing like with racism, we don't have to be experts to do that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just would put that on the list for us, I think. Yeah, we haven't talked about that really at all. We've talked about gender roles, uh-huh, uh-huh. but that, that led into, I think, a conversation about gay theology. Yeah, yeah, that was that in there. One. But, I, yeah, there's more to be said about that, and, and specifically the sense of, like, I think as Christians, many of us have assumed that what we believe about gender because of what we're taught in our society or whatever is what the Bible says or what God thinks or whatever. And I'm not convinced that that's the case. So I think that would really benefit all of us to explore that some. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. I, it's on my mind too. So what about for you? I think for me, the, the biggest one that again, we would need some more time to process this is of course more philosophical with uh and it's process theology oh, yeah. uh-huh. um i really want to explore that a little bit uh i don't know how many of our listeners would actually know what that is uh, it doesn't really matter how much or how little they know i just think it'd be an interesting conversation because it asks about asks us to consider the um the omnis of mm-hmm. god and what that really means and whether we really need to have those. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really fascinating conversation that, you know, process theology is like a lot of others. There are people who are diehards that you don't need them at all. And there are others who kind of go completely to, well, th- those, I'm sorry, those folks will say they've got this like pantheism mm-hmm. or panentheism, uh, which is uh, very fascinating. Uh, Christian pantheism is just, wild um and then of course where we grew up in our traditions it would be um no you can't get rid of the omnis at all can't even Um, you can't even modify them and yet when we can tap into the omnis which is what conservative theology tries to do then it creates so many problems with power and with uh, knowledge and yeah yeah so well and and maybe maybe uh, you don't have to set them aside necessarily, but maybe exploring them would really help us. <laughs> you know, that, yeah, that right. same thing of like, it's okay to, to tease out the implications of these things um, and really, ex- and not be afraid, or maybe I should say, not let possible conclusions about something stop us from asking questions, right? Yeah. If God is not, then X, Y, or Z. And it's like, well, hold on, wait a minute. I mean, maybe, but that's not, 
like back up a few steps, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I had this experience with my daughter recently, actually, it just reminded me how much we as human beings do this. Um, she's very bright, too bright for her own good sometimes. <laughs> and we say that not to her, but you know, about her amongst each other. And sometimes she'll just figure something out really quick and it, it's great. It also kind of sucks sometimes, but sometimes she thinks she's figured something mm. out and she starts to lose her mind. And I'm like, oh, sweetie, we're not going down that path. Right. I don't know why you're going down that path. Makes me Boy, think about that. I can that relate to said. that <laughs> in terms of theology and, and stuff. I mean, yeah. I can relate yeah. to that. Yeah. So we put up our walls and and put the guards on the gate to make sure we don't even leave where we where we are, so we're completely comfortable and don't. But anyway, process theology is just really fascinating to me. Um, I probably Ryan will say that uh, he has told me that I'm probably more process the, theologian than I think. Well, I you am. also know more about it than I do. Yeah, so maybe after we go into, you can tell me if I am or not. Yeah. You know how I don't um, believe in heretics anymore? In your case, I'll make an exception. <laughs> uh, yeah, God changing, that that that's the end. You know, you can't change. Yeah, no. no. I'm going to do my own <laughs> podcast now. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'd be interested to have that one. I think there are several others. Um, and I think one of the challenges moving forward is, uh, you already mentioned one of them is, how do we continue our project that we want to do and include other people in that? Um, I mean, we haven't been failing at that by any stretch of the imagination, but how can we do more of that? I think is a really interesting project for the future, but also like what's it look like to have the conversations around those issues without constantly repeating mm -hmm. ourselves? Like we don't want to have another, conversation on the church, one of our very first ones, and come back to it and say the same thing just two years later. Um, what's that going to look like? I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. Oh, the other one, again, we've talked about it somewhat. Um, and partly what makes me hesitate is I'm not sure how to do it in the way that it needs to. Although, well, I'll just say is... Um, I don't, I'm not, I don't mean the subject of women, but I specifically mean uh, how women have been treated by the church um, because it's not been great. It's been bad, you know, for, I yeah. mean, honestly, the first apostle was a woman and then I think we stole it and didn't do such a bang up job. Um, and I wonder what things <laughs> might've been like if we'd have not done that, you know, anyway, but it's, it's tough because like with gender, you know, well, we're two cisgendered dudes. And, yeah. but at the same time, like with racism, if we let that stop us from talking about it, you know, that that's not like, that's not okay either. But I, like with that one, I also like, I know quite a few women who are pastors, but I don't really want to be like, Hey, come tell us about, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It, it's a, <laughs> it's a tough one because it's not that you can't do that at all, but I just think that could really use some examination and some discussion because we've really shit the bed on it. We as the church, I mean, as Christians um, and like across the board. And so I just I don't want to see that continue. And, I, and it is a problem. And, um, you know, I did a lot of my research on that very subject and yep. I learned a lot and also it's it's like like earlier. It made me so sad because it's like God, the the way we've messed this up has been pretty terrible. So anyway, I think that that could really use um, a whole episode or two of its own. We just need to figure out the the right way to do it, but also not let that stop us from ever doing it. So I guess the the final question really is kind of as a summary, and I I already know the answer, but I think it'd be good just to talk about it. Like given the chance. Uh, what we've done this year, would you do the podcast again? Like if you had to, yeah. right? Um, and I think I'd say yes. Uh, there have definitely been some struggles. There have been some new fears that I didn't think I'd be afraid of. Um, I'm open to a world of pain like I haven't been before. 
Um, there are new questions. Uh, we didn't explore these specifically, but when it comes to death anxiety, there are more questions that can trigger that as, before than it did before. Um, well, let's say different questions, maybe not more, but certainly different questions. And I feel them more pronouncedly than I did before. Uh, so, I mean, there's been a little bit of a cost to it, but generally it's been just such a good experience to have some structure to our conversation. We'd be doing this over the phone <laughs> in a different way, right. um, no matter what, but to have some structure to it and to have other people along the way say, uh, this was really good. I really like this. This really helped me in this way. That has been worth a lot of that pain and struggle. Um, so I don't think I would, I would do anything. Uh, no, let's say that again. So I, I think I would do it again if, if given the choice to do this on the next roundabout and reincarnation, <laughs> just to piss some people off. <laughs> Uh, what about you? Um, I've hated every minute of this and this is my last episode. All right. No, I'm kidding. I would also, I would do it again. I actually, when Nate brought this idea up to me, I was kind of like, I don't know. Not because I thought that I would hate it as much as it sounded like a lot of work. And <laughs> I will say what's helped is that Nate does most of the work. So that's, that's really helped. He does all the editing and all of that. So, um, Really, all I've had to do is get on here and bloviate about things. Um, but I'll, I'm not joking about that. That's true. But all joking aside, I think that I would do this again just because, like I said, it certainly helped me. And I get the sense that it's starting to help some other people too. And honestly, if it did that for one person, it's worth it. Um, I mean, it already did it for two, you and me, right? But yeah. I know it's helped some other people too. And I think that's made it worth it, honestly. I mean, it, it, there's other ways too, but the simplest, most basic, and maybe most important reason is that it's helped us, but it's really, it seems like it's really helped some other people too. And that's, that's really, I think, why we do it. Um, you know, that idea of communicating to people that you're not alone, you're not crazy. God really, really does love you. Um, I mean, that's... No matter what. You don't got to... I think you don't need to be a pastor for that to be your job. I think honestly, as Christians, that's what we're all supposed to do to communicate with our words and our lives and our actions that God really does love you. I promise, you know, so it's been a good way to do that, I think. And yeah, so, you know, I, I would do it again, especially since you do most of the work. Yeah, and we hope that you've enjoyed uh, the experience of listening to us so far. We hope that, more importantly, that it's been helpful to you, even if you're not one of the people we're thinking about that has shared explicitly that it's been helpful. Uh, we hope that something we've said has helped you along your journey, no matter how small or how big that is. And uh, we're just glad to continue doing this. We have no plans of stopping um, we're going to do this into the next year and we'll see what happens. We'll see how it kind of modifies and shifts and changes as we move forward and we learn how to do podcasting better. And also as we learn to have this conversation better, because we've only done it for a year. So who knows what's going to happen after a few years of doing this. Uh, as always, I want to encourage you to email us. If there's something like right now, I know email is such an old person thing. I don't know if that's why people don't email us or if you're just happy with things the way they are, we're cool with either. But if you really want us to talk about something, or if you have a question or thought that you'd like us to consider, we do really want to engage with you. So email us at FrontierFaithPodcast at gmail.com, and that way we can engage that. I will do my best to make sure the website and the Facebook page gets updated a bit more regularly. That's my goal this year is to do that a bit better. Uh, and hey, I'm going to say this. If you want to help, please let me know. I would be more than happy to have somebody help and do our, our website or our Facebook page. Um, I'd be pleased for that. So if that's something you want to contribute and you want to help out with, uh, we're trying, we're going to try very hard to make this more of a community thing than a Nate and Ryan thing as this year goes on. That's one of our intentionalities for this year. 
So sort of along those lines, one thing I we've been thinking about, and I think we can actually do now, um, I have created a Discord server for Frontier Faith. And the idea behind that is you can just get on there. You can talk to each other, talk to us, um, if especially if you're too cool or too hip to send emails. Um, but really, though, the nice thing about a Discord is, you know, you can put stuff in there and then people can respond as they as they can. Um, you can, you know, there's lots of ways to connect on there. That's really easy. So we're going to put a link for the server in the episode description of this episode. And then from there, we'll put it, uh, we'll let you know where else you can get it to. Um, no pressure there. It's just, it's a really easy way to be interactive with each other and with us. And uh, plus it's hip and I don't know if it's hip and cool. I'm not young enough to make those determinations. But I know it's easy to use, so so that's good. So look for that link. The older YouTubers do. Yeah, it. that's right. I mean, I yeah, there you go. So I know I got it when I used to play League of Legends year, a few years ago. So like that's cool, or at least it was. I don't know if it still is. But <laughs> anyway, we have a Discord server wherein you can talk to each other and to us um, anytime you want. So look for the link in the episode description for this week, and then we'll post it some other places too. So it's been a year. Look at that. It's been a whole year. I just looked. Our first episode was released on June 9th, which is this Wednesday. So thank you very much for being with us, either if you've been here the whole year or some point along that process. It's been a great experience for us, and it's been very rewarding to hear how it's helped some people, and that's what we want to keep doing going forward. So like Nate said, let us know either uh, through email or our new shiny Discord if you want. Um, and just would encourage everyone to keep doing what they're doing. Keep exploring. Keep looking around on the frontier. Remind yourself that you're not alone. We're all here together. And... That same reminder I like to give is that it's okay. It's okay to do all this stuff. It's going to be okay. And God really will take care of us. 